with Eileen. Alright, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Life and Curly Cues podcast with me, Eileen. We are coming at you with another episode and I am happy to share that I'm finally interviewing someone else. It's not just me today, everybody. Uh, today I have one of my amazing, phenomenal, very talented friends that I met at Texas State and her name is Jordan and Jordan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Hi guys, I'm Jordan. Um, I am a fourth year immunology grad student at the University of Iowa. Um, I'm Texas born, but moved here. Wow. In 2017? That I know, seems it's, like, it seems so forever long. ago. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm just a kind of goofball girl <laughs> living in a small world. <laughs> Cute, the journey song. <laughs> it is a very big world. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm really cheesy. I love to sing all the time, as Eileen can attest to. Yep. Um, yeah, that's pretty much me in like three sentences. Yeah, that's a good gist of you. Um, so Jordan and I actually met, of course, at Texas State during our undergrad years, and we actually got hired at the same time to be RAs, and then we were put into the same sister halls. Um, and we both started RAs at the exact same time. And so we clicked instantly because we were the newbies to the whole yes. to the whole thing. And then we just hit it off and we were like inseparable. And she was in one of the halls. I was in the sister hall. And we always planned our events together. We always made people go to different things that involved both of us. Um, and yeah, we've been friends ever since. So that was what, the second semester of our sophomore years. Yeah, like 2015. Yeah. Five years. I know. Isn't it crazy? Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we were essentially best friends, dynamic duo, everything. We even ran for dynamic duo and won it that first year. (laughs) Boom, boom. Um, And then we were sent to different halls and we ended up being at halls next to each other, so it still worked out for us. We still planned things together. And yeah, we've just been doing that. We've had like little jam sessions when we were together. We haven't seen each other in person since we graduated and moved out of our dorms. So it has been a very long time. And I will apologize because this is the first FaceTime we've had in like three years. <laughs> Oh, how sad. I know. But it got, life got crazy. You know, I was picking shit out. You started grad school, which was intense. And then you went to a whole different state. And I was like, I'm still determined to come visit you. Yes, still girl. very determined. Of course, coronavirus. But once all of this is cleared up, I am still <laughs> determined to make my way up to Iowa. <laughs> oh, yes. Come visit yes. the land of the core. <laughs> But that's pretty much kind of our history, and yeah, we've just talked every once in a while, catch up here and there, and I was very excited when I asked Jordan to be a guest on the podcast, and she said yes, and I was like, yay, the dynamic, yes, we've been planning this for a while, 
But also, I've been trying to figure out how I've been doing this recording, and now I got a situation, a little setup here. Um, but that's enough about us. Let's kind of get to the gist of this podcast. Um, Jordan, what was a moment where you felt or you knew right off the bat, like, oh man, I'm an adult now. This is, it's happening. We're, we're going full force. So, okay. The moment I knew that I was becoming an adult or was an adult, I guess, <laughs> since I've been an adult for years, um, was when I like started getting excited to buy like organization things or cooking, like <laughs> supplies, um, cleaning products. Yeah. Like I get excited about it now. Whereas before I was like, I have to spend my money because I worked for <laughs> on this. No. And now I'm like, I cannot wait until I buy a standing mixer. You know, it's going to look cute up in the corner. Yeah. I think that's like definition of like adult. Uh Now, (laughs) did you get that when you moved out to a place by yourself in a different state? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely happened when I moved to like my own, my first apartment. Okay. just kind of having to start furnishing it myself and then realizing, oh, it takes a lot. Like, a lot goes into, like, having yeah. your own space. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, you know. okay. I could totally see that. And I totally see myself also, like, going over that hill, so to say, once I get my own place. I could totally see that happening. Like, oh, yep, this is another level. Like, something I thought of today, I'm sitting at my, like, childhood desk in my room, and this, all the furniture, like, dressers and desk stuff I've had since I was in elementary school, and I was sitting doing one of my homework assignments, and I was looking at it, and I was like, oh my goodness, I want to take this apart, and I just want to refurbish it completely, paint it new, and so that's, like, a realization I had today. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is – I'm an adult now. Like, I want to break apart my childhood furniture and turn it into something that actually fits me now. You should. I mean, it's, like, such a fun process because you, you like, take something that has been with you for years mm-hmm. and then, like, get to add your new grown-up self to it. Yeah. So I fully support that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I just kept staring at it. I was like, oh, this is – this is gonna be my new project. I already started like trying to figure out where the little nails are, <laughs> and then be like, okay, I got to take it apart here. What can I do here? <laughs> yes. Oh my no, goodness. I've been thinking because even though I've lived here, I've been living in the same apartment for three years, I guess. Yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. still staying here. But now I'm like, okay, I feel like it's nesting syndrome. I don't know. Maybe because I've just been in quarantine. That's really what it is. <laughs> that could be. It's it. like you just like look around and you're like, hmm, this could look more. I don't know feng shui it could be better organized i think it is like that quarantine brain just being like okay you got to do something different now you got to do something so i think my next test is going to be the kitchen getting it all like you know ready to host people that can't come over (laughs) so my question to you since you are you want your stand mixer purchase Mm -hmm. what would be the first thing you make with your stand mixer oh that's a good question. Um, I definitely think like fancy like cupcakes or something. Ooh, okay, cupcake yeah. couture. <laughs> yeah, just like super fancy, <laughs> super chic. I don't know. I just yeah, I think that's because I 
I've only done bread here a few times, like in quarantine at least. Um, But I really got into baking like cupcakes or cakes just to, I don't know, make it fun, make it feel festive. Like, you know, we're celebrating that we get to stay home (laughs) and work. (laughs) I think that's what I would do. Yeah. Okay, so my next question for you is around your move. So you grew up in Texas. Yes. And basically lived here until you moved after undergrad. So what was that? How did that transition? How did that process go for you? Like, what were the things you were feeling, like, completely leaving home and going to start somewhere new? Well, man, um... So I guess my first move, though, like even before moving to Iowa, I my first move was moving to college, which was three and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. So I think being like further away from home at that point, which is still not a lot, but yeah. I mean, that's like only like a fourth of my drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think kind of getting that first taste of like freedom in a sense mm-hmm. and like feeling of like responsibility going to co- the undergrad college like helped me for that this next section of like moving um but moving to Iowa was kind of it was hard but like exciting okay I have like always wanted to go to grad school like I knew this was part of my career path and so like Iowa to me was representing like this was the next step in my like future Mm -hmm. like it's an exciting time I really wasn't like scared but I was sad that I was leaving my whole family behind because I, I mean, I moved here by myself, <laughs> just me, um, knowing, like, zero people. So I think that, that emotional state was, like, just, like, kind of, like, oh, leaving my hometown, leaving yeah. my home state. <laughs> um, but a lot, I think it was outshadowed, I think, by just being completely excited and ready for, like, this new step that I've been looking forward to for years. Yeah, <laughs> so exciting. Now, tell our listeners a little bit about, so Jordan and I, yes, we were RAs together, but we also had the shared bond of being science nerds and being in the science field in our undergrad. And I mean, we both continued it in our grad schools, but you went on in your field. So what did you start off as with in your undergrad and now kind of what is the field you're working in? Yeah, so in undergrad, I studied biochemistry, um, which is, you know, really, like, focused on, like, more, like, DNA processes Mm -hmm. and just, like, the chemistry of the body. That's the best way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I knew that I wanted to do research and understanding, like, diseases and things like that, and more specifically how our body responds to infection. So I decided to go to grad school for immunology, which is just that, mm-hmm. studying the immune system, which is perfect timing. I know. In a pandemic. I was uh, just about to say, ooh, I can't <laughs> wait to ask. So what are your thoughts on happening now? <laughs> oh, man. Just, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so now I study immunology and going for my PhD. So that the next step, I can either have my own lab or... Uh, work in like an established lab and kind of just continue research which I kind of want to do I Mm -hmm. like keeping my hands busy so Uh, but yeah so that's what I study now is immunology that's so exciting and so 
Like, I knew you went over there, but I had forgotten, like, what exactly it was that you were working on. And I was just like, this girl is ahead of her time. She's a, she's a genius. She's like, y'all, Jordan helped me through so much organic chemistry in undergrad. <laughs> Those, like, oh, doesn't man. matter how far you get in your career, I will forever hold, like, a piece of, like, resentment yes. towards organic chemistry. It's yes. Yeah, we have... Um, a lot of our staff are, some are education majors, like the part-timers that we have. Some are education majors, but some are science, some type of science major. And a lot of them will start talking about, like, the classes they're taking. And then once they mention organic chemistry, I'm just like, no, 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 no. I had to take that twice. No, thank you. I'm done with it. I don't want to look at it. I'm done. <laughs> it's just not fun. It's like whenever I hear organic chemistry, I just like also hear like the Jaws theme song. Like, <laughs> you know, it just feels like that should always be playing whenever anyone mentions. <laughs> that honestly is a great description as to kind of how people feel about it. Yep. No. Yeah. And it's, I mean, all of you science people, if y'all are listening and I mean, y'all know how we're feeling. <laughs> you know it. Honestly. You know that. Um, okay, so my next question for you is also kind of uh, related to you moving away. Um, Texas, Iowa. Very different climates, very different, I guess, just energies. Because, I mean, Texas is huge. Iowa is not that big. What was that, like, culture change type thing when you got there? Yeah, okay, it's kind of strange, but I really feel like, so I live in Iowa City, and Iowa City is a lot like San Marcos okay. in a way, so I feel like that transition was honestly the best, like, it even to down to the river flowing through it. Mm-hmm. Nice, like, all right. I know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, it's, yeah, I think that's, like, really cool just to have, like, my co- my undergrad college and now my grad school college the cities are pretty similar. Um, however, <laughs> I feel like in Texas, there just always seemed to be a little bit more to do. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> like, and Texas is just my home. So, like, yeah. when I go back to Texas, like, I just uh, flew home, like, a month ago, I guess. And it Texas is just, like, my home. Like, it just feels like a soft place to land. Yeah. Whereas Iowa is, like, it's still fun there's like my friends here and I don't know it's just a different vibe you know okay it's like I don't it's hard to describe Iowa because I think (laughs) Iowa City is like a bubble and the rest of Iowa like I have literally never explored really (laughs) yeah I just I don't really at least my first year and a half I didn't really get out and explore because I was just like gotta stay focused I'm here for one thing (laughs) and one thing only and I was like all right well (laughs) I should probably like explore this cool state um so once things kind of open back up I want to get out there a little bit I don't know figure out what the rest of the vibe is for Iowa all right all right and your experiences with snow so you're from the Waxahachie area Yes. Did you guys ever get, like, snow? Because I know that's kind of North Texas-y. Did you guys ever get snow up there? So we we did experience snow. or we Yeah, we have experienced snow in Waxhatchee, but it 
was like very thin, like the tiniest of like snowflakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you could maybe make a snowman, maybe <laughs> if you were like lucky. But it, like, Iowa snow is just a whole new breed of I don't know what is happening. I don't know what's in the clouds. But something's falling down. <laughs> I just remember my first uh, like winter here. It snowed, and I thought I was never going to see the light of day again. Oh, my goodness. Piled high, and, like, the the thing is, in Texas, when we say, oh, it snowed, we mean it snowed, and it's gone. And it's already gone. Yes. In Iowa, it snows, and then it's like, oh, it's here two weeks later. (laughs) Okay, it goes away. It warms up enough for it to melt a little bit and then it snows every weekend (laughs) are you kidding (laughs) what is this what is this white like cold thing that is like just surrounding me at all moments I don't even have enough clothes for this (laughs) yeah it's um that was a big shock and honestly even though I've lived here now for an experienced I guess three winters yeah True, I don't even know. I, um, maybe I, 27. Wait, okay. No, 2017. Two winters. Yeah, this will be your wait. 17. 17. Yeah, three oh, winters. yeah, three. This will be your fourth. Okay, math. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> um, like, even though I've now still seen three different winters with snow and just like the general cold, yeah, like the polar vortex hit us like two years ago. Oh, it was yeah. like negative 50. Uh huh. That's absolutely not I I still it just shocks me every time like as soon as I can start feeling the change in the air like I just like I get a little nervous I start stockpiling some stuff oh my goodness that is man but I mean you're from Maryland right you yeah well I lived cold yes I have experienced cold cold because I lived in the northeast like my entire childhood um, from, like, Pennsylvania to, like, different parts of Maryland. And yeah. then, like, parts of Kentucky that would get it. But that was, like, I was so young that there are parts of it. I remember the fun of it. I don't remember the whole, like, it's freezing. Like, oh, how do we yeah. get out of it? Like, I, you're experiencing it as a quote-unquote adult. And I experienced it as a child where I was just, like, snow everywhere. Boom, boom, like a little That's mini so Elsa just true. going everywhere. Yeah, I guess, like, I always just envisioned myself, I guess because I, you know, living in Texas, you you always think about, like, and look forward to snow, uh-huh. and I guess, yeah, now as an adult, where, like, I'm still expected to go to work. <laughs> you don't get to, like, call in, have, like, snow day. You don't get a snow like, day. It's snowing. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it's, it is a crazy kind of change in how you think about it from like a kid it's just like this winter wonderland yeah and as adults like I mean it's still pretty I won't ever, like I will never say this is ugly because it's always beautiful it always yes. just like does take my breath away but also freezes me like <laughs> out like <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> I feel you I feel you okay so I want to know since we're talking about Iowa what is because we're still dealing with a pandemic. What is, and I've only really researched, or researched, I only know really what's happening in regards to Texas because I'm living here. But you, as a Texan living in another state, how has coronavirus been in Iowa? Like, what's happening up there? 
Um, I mean, I would say it's a lot similar to Texas, um, but restrictions have not really wavered, like, that much. I mean, restaurants are pretty relatively closed mm-hmm. um, this whole time they've been that way. Um, they, for, they, you know, like, wearing face masks is always encouraged, and my parting remark will also be to wear face masks, but <laughs> and I'll say it again later. But, I um, mean, we can never say it enough like it just constantly has to be yeah. reminded just, yeah I mean it's the easiest way to mm-hmm. like save another life but yeah so it's I would say it's a lot similar to probably most other states um but I don't know I think we've because I work where I work is right next to the hospital um with like in the same <laughs> right down the street um I get a lot of like info about like oh you know we've had rises in cases or you mm-hmm. know decrease in cases but i think we're getting to a better place in okay. terms of like caseloads and um because our we have like good testing sites that are like really close to us That's good. um but as for like the social aspect i mean it's been pretty like pretty well enforced about like you know under 10 people in social gatherings mm-hmm um, social distancing is like very well enforced throughout most stores. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, I think they, I think I was done a really great job about Mm it. Um, then it's kind of made it nice, but I'm ready for this to be over. I 100% agree. I, as much as like masks are annoying to wear especially down here in texas with the heat index being like 110 degrees and having to wear a mask i yes it sucks but like you said it's one of the simplest ways to save not only ourselves but to save other people and i'm just like oh this sucks but i gotta do it oh this sucks oh it's so hot and then like at my work um we work at a school and our school has been open since may 4th And it was, um, we were closed for like a month and a half. Um, like spring break was when it kind of started getting crazy here. And then after spring break, we were like, okay, we'll take a week off and figure things out. And then after that week of figuring things out, we're like, nope, we're working from home for the next who knows when. And so we were working from home and it was really hard for the teachers because we're a nature based preschool. And so working from home, working online, like there was a lot of difficulties with trying to get the students involved because now everything had to be like through Zoom or through that stuff. And then like, how do we get the parents to take part in the activities? Because parents are still working. And so we did that for like a month. And then May 4th, we finally had the approval from the governor to open back up only for, for essential workers. Because our school is considered a child care facility. And so we were able to open under that. And we opened essential workers. We only had like 20 kids come. But of course, that involves screening all the staff, all the kids when they come in. We have to wear our mask. And it wasn't that bad in May. But like as soon as June and July hit and the heat started to rise, we we were outside doing drop-off um every morning for like an hour and a half and we're just like hi temperature with our mask on and so as soon as like a car would leave we would all like get like 12 feet away from each other and just like 
breathe for a second, take the mask off, wipe the sweat off inside, and then, like, put it back on and be like, all right, we're ready. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Yeah. The heat index makes it terrible, but it's also like, come on, guys, just be kind to people. Do the yeah. stuff we gotta do. I mean, it's, I, I saw this, I think, on, like, probably Instagram somewhere, but it's like, this is, like, a group project, and... Like, we're all failing. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're all being graded on the same project. <laughs> there are lots of people not pulling their weight. Um, so, I, I that. hope we get different grades. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> write it to the teacher, like, excuse mm-hmm. me. So, I have a question for you. Um, sure. Here in Texas, and what I've seen in Florida, is that there's been, like, a rise like a spike in cases down here because of course people not listening and wanting to enjoy the beach and all that stuff it has there been and a lot of people are describing it as a second wave but i don't see it as that because it never really left it just kind of died down a little bit and then people acted not smart for memorial day and then it went back up in iowa did you guys have kind of like that like oh cases and then level out and now is there a rise up there or is it still kind of been flat for y'all up there um i don't know that we've had like more of i don't think we've had like a roller coaster almost is what it's sounding like for a lot of other states Mm -hmm. but i know for us i just one of the people in my connection group for church he works in the hospital and he was saying that we're at like we're reaching like really low numbers. Okay. Like we're we're hitting more of like the downward bottom part, which is excellent. Yeah. Um. So it's hard to predict what that will mean for like you know when it gets a little bit colder, if that's going to just like increase kind of like flu season. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't say that we've had like a roller coaster or like you know lots of ups and downs, but it's been kind of I would say kind of steady. Okay. I definitely know that, yeah, in Texas, there's lots of Florida, there's lots of California. The problem, oh my goodness, yeah, I follow a lot of creators um, from L.A., and just this, them talking about L.A. alone, it just sounds, like, insane. Which is really surprising that, like, I don't know, I guess, yeah, with the beginning of all of this, when I also watch a lot of creators from california mm-hmm. and there were so many restrictions and yeah. so it was like how is it possible that it's still a like hot spot for mm-hmm. this virus and so yeah i don't know i i find it very interesting but i don't know i i think there's so much that goes on in the news that kind of can twist the information along yeah. to make it sound either worse or you know better um True. so I don't know. I definitely recommend that if you, for viewers and also just anyone, just that, you know, like you look more towards like the CDC, the places that are really the ones like understanding what's going on with the pandemic Mm -hmm. rather than just solely focusing on like news reports, which are helpful. They are. But, you know, there's there's also more sometimes. There's more to it. There's more to it. And then as an immunologist yourself what are your thoughts on like coronavirus itself or like do you have any thoughts about it uh i mean i wish i could say i had like a whole plan for us (laughs) i (laughs) i i really don't um i don't really know enough about the virus like in general um i know that we have one of in my so in my 
university right down the hall actually is like one of the leading experts in coronavirus work wow um yeah which is really cool to have that kind of like yeah. I don't know prestige almost yeah um, but I also have a friend that is in that lab working and so I get to hear sometimes what he's kind of hearing from his boss or mm-hmm. whatever and um yeah I mean the biggest thing that has been recommended is that we just keep like wearing our masks and washing our hands enough um but in terms of like what we are knowing about long live like long-term immunity and um I know like recently there's been multiple articles talking about like the herd immunity that is coming around with specifically that there's like less uh lethal strains I guess it's been like marketed in the um news I don't know I think I need to like do some more research on it (laughs) and understand like yeah what do we even know enough yet that's true research takes a long time as much as like things like this it's like crazy because yeah there's so many people all across the globe focused on researching Mm -hmm. this but research does take a long time um so yeah I I don't know I'll probably have to get back to you on like a more um I don't know maybe like some like highlighted information about the virus and you can post that on your like Instagram yeah yeah that'd be cool because what I've seen yeah hell research takes five ever years to like finalize things and do all that stuff and I was reading I think I was just scrolling through Facebook or someone sent it to me but it was like um I saw one article where it was like they were testing some form of like a vaccine in Africa and then recently there was one that there's like a company in Houston that's looking into like getting test subjects for to test out some type of vaccine or thing and I'm just like I don't know how's this and then I've been listening to um Bill Nye has a podcast and I've been listening to his podcast and he had a series um about coronavirus where he would just like talk about it and they were talking about the like the research and what it's taking to find a solution to coronavirus and it's like yes they're looking for a solution but what happens once you get that solution like you still have the process of trying to distribute said solution to the world who's gonna get it first who's gonna create so many to the billions of people that are fighting it currently like there's a lot that goes on to it and it's just crazy that like we're going through it all together in the world because you know there are outbreaks here and there in certain countries but the fact that this is an outbreak that we haven't seen since like history um, going on right now I think it's just like a hundred years ago yeah it's like fascinating but also like whoa what is happening type of thing well I think also it's it's amazing that we are I mean as scary as the time as it is because I, I won't diminish that it's a scary world right now. Oh yeah. Um, like the pandemic and just trying to understand, I mean, much less like everything else going on, like socially, but like in this particular like pandemic, like we have so many advances right now with technology and we do have like a lot more understanding of just even like base immunology things that have come about in the past hundred years. Mm-hmm. But a hundred years ago when someone was going through a pandemic, they didn't have all that. So yeah. it was even scarier because like, 
the death ray, I'm sure, was, was... like, looking astronomical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they, yeah, they didn't have all these cool technologies that we yeah. have now. And so... Yeah, it's something that I've actually yeah. thought about the other, like, not too long ago. I was just like, okay, this is how we're dealing with it now. What happened with the bubonic plague? What happened with all of the other plagues we've had? Like, how did they deal with that in the times that they... Because, I mean, yeah, they didn't have the resources we have right now. It's just yeah. crazy to think about it in that aspect. Yeah, and then in some ways, I like, I wonder how... Like, with being able to have like broadcasted news so like you know back in time they didn't have all of those like i mean they did have newspapers yes. and news sources but it wasn't like i guess as readily available maybe true and like they didn't know what was happening in other countries because yeah that i feel was like so it just like away. things took longer to get to you yeah. like information took longer to get mm-hmm. to you and so now with us being I mean, just generational and just like any, just all this time, everyone that's alive right now has yeah. just access to technology and, you know, I don't know, TV and just everything. <laughs> and so I think it's like, I think uh, even back then, all this stuff was happening, but they didn't know about all of it yeah. all at once. And right now we're able to like process all of this all at once. It makes it a little bit scarier, but also like, we're very fortunate that we do get to have this mm-hmm. access to this knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't imagine living back then <laughs> and not, <laughs> and just like, I'm sure research took even longer back. Then. That's true. That is true. They didn't have like, such advanced just... technologies in the research. In My oh. wife still can't talk in the research rooms. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the researchers, like they probably didn't have the right supplies either. Like, you know, the pro- proper protection. So, yeah. They were probably getting sick getting from studying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in that position because no thanks. <laughs> how has, so you mentioned you're working from home. How has that affected, how has coronavirus and just like lockdown quarantine, how has that affected like lab work for you guys? So we went into quarantine um, or like working from home. We transitioned there in like, March, March, halfway through March, March, mm-hmm. like 15th or something. Um, and so we had to shut down all of our um, experiments that were like non-essential, basically, which things that were either like right about to be finished and like we had to have that experiment done, like they, everything else had to be shut down. So mine were still, I had just gotten back from a conference <laughs> presenting my work, got home <laughs> for about like a week and a half. And, um, like I didn't really have time to start anything yet because I was just getting back. And then by that time I was like, okay, I'm ready. Uh, it was time to shut it down. So I was, yeah, we had to completely stop going into lab. Um, thankfully I had, I have like writing, I can like read papers that are being published in my field that maybe I have time to read or, I've been working on writing a grant so that I can help fund my work for like the next few years. So that's, it's been nice having to be home to focus on writing. Focus on that. Although I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the most productive. <laughs> I get very distracted by my cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's definitely been hard because yeah, I can't go in and like just do the experiments that I'm wanting to do. I can just mm-hmm. like be home and think about them. Yeah. Um, 
And then I guess while at the beginning of the pandemic or like at the beginning of lockdown, I was still taking an online, I, we had transitioned to an online class. So okay. I was still working, going to class Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> um, so that, that was kind of, it kept me busy. Um, but we actually just got approval to start going back into lab more okay. regularly this past month ish. So I've been, uh, in and out. Like I only go in when I absolutely have to do an experiment. Um, and I try to go home like right after. So it's just, it stopped us for like about a month, like two months completely working. Mm -hmm. And then slowly, but surely you can do like a little thing here. Yeah. Little thing here and there. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's definitely just sad at times too. Cause when you go to lab, for me, when I think of lab, like our lab is packed. We have so many people. Um, and now when you go in, you you might be able to see one person, maybe three, um, but it's not like a full house. And, okay. and yeah, I don't know. I think having people there helps your research as well because you can like talk through your ideas mm-hmm. or your results and, and you don't really get that right now. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it'll start picking up soon and we'll all be back but mm-hmm. is there something this is my final question about the pandemic and then we will get into <laughs> fun things but is there something that while that you've kind of learned uh, either about yourself or just another realization of like oh goodness I'm an adult while in lockdown mode while in quarantine is there something that you're like oh wow this is it now. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think discipline. I think the pandemic has really taught me about that. I myself have to discipline, like put pressure to discipline myself to stay motivated to do work. Um, because it's really easy working from home when it's like, oh, I can put Netflix on. Girl, and, that like, was me that entire month awesome. and a half. Oh, I mean, yes. <laughs> and it's why my productivity went downhill. <laughs> Because it was so, it's so easy to be like, well, you know, I mean, I can be comfortable here. So that's pretty fun. I can stay in pajamas all day if I wanted to. But I found that when I, you know, like when I get up and I actually like get ready and say, okay, I'm going to work on this from this to this. And then like, yeah, take a break. You can watch an episode. Sure. But then you need to like go back and put that discipline back on yourself. Um, because I wasn't disciplined at the beginning. I was just like, yeah, this is nice. This is vacation. I mean, like, I have to work, but vacation. But vacation at work. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I just, I realized that I need, I like structure. I, like, even though I already knew that, but I think yeah. it just cemented it to myself. <laughs> that I like structure. I kind of need structure to, like, be productive. Yeah. So. I went through that same realization, just, like, structure. Because for the longest time, I was like, oh, I just want a job that I can work from home and I can set my own schedule and do my own thing. And then I was given it. I mean, not in the situation I wanted it to be given to me, but I was given given it. And then I was just like, oh, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm going stir crazy. I am getting distracted way too easily. 
I cannot work in my room anymore. Okay, let me try the office. Oh, can't work in the office anymore. Let me try the backyard. Let me sit outside on a hammock for a little bit. Nope, can't do that. Okay, let me sit in the living room. Nope, can't do that. Let me sit in the dining room. And I just started bouncing around everywhere in the house. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, I need to physically go to a job and, like, actually have the structure there and not at my house. There's no way. Like, work and how home life just don't mix and that's not I thought it was meant for me but I realized through this pandemic is not for me well I'm sure it was also hard because you have like a full house at home right that's true like, yeah you when your we, parents and your brothers uh just one brother it's just one brother, my parents um at the beginning of all of this um the youngest brother the one that goes to Baylor he like had just gotten out or gotten out for spring break he went to south padre while all of this was starting to like unfold and so he was in south padre and i'm thinking like oh my god he's gonna bring coronavirus to the house oh my god (laughs) and then the middle child he had just finished some type of training or something and he was staying at home for until he was able to move to his new station and so at the beginning, it was all five of us in the house. And then when Christopher came back from South Padre and when I sprayed him down with Lysol, because we were in intense times at that time, <laughs> he walked through that door. Jordan, I kid you not, I took the bottle of Lysol and I said, nope, you ain't going anywhere until I hose you down. Because <laughs> he was in South Padre. And then, like, of course, being stimul, being like, what is it, brain... Uh, the words can't come out of my mouth right now, but being um, where they control you, I don't know what's that word. I literally don't even know what word we're trying to go for. You gave me like no information. <laughs> you just said like brain, brain. What's the like um, brainwashed? Hypno- yeah, brainwashed or hypnotized. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. being like brainwashed from the news how like oh it's getting crazy and then like oh all these kids from south padre are gonna get coronavirus and i was like my brother was there (gasps) and so yeah part of that like hysteria yes yes yeah and then with my mom having uh an immune issue like i was just like "Uh uh-uh we need to protect her at all costs like we cannot risk anything And so when he came home, he was still technically supposed to be going back to Baylor that following week. But the day he came home, Baylor emailed him was like, nope, we're doing online school or we're going to be closed for the next week transitioning to online. So he's been with us ever since March. He has not been back. We've been to Waco a couple times just to move him out slowly. And he's finally moved all out. And then the middle child, he left about like a month or so ago because he finally, there was a pause in the military for all moving. Then they released the pause and he was able to move and start work over there. So now it's just me and my parents and my brother. And I mean, we still kind of all stick to ourselves because like my dad works in the medical field, so he's still going to his work every day. I wasn't going to work, but now I am back at work, so I'm gone every day. And then Christopher got a job, like, a couple weeks ago. So now he's going out and doing work. And so, really, it's just, during the day, it's, like, just my mom and the dogs. And she's going stir-crazy because she can't go anywhere. 
(laughs) for her safety. And so it's just been, yeah, a little crazy, but working from home definitely at that time was, yeah, it was a full house. Like I was distracted by anything. I like hadn't seen my brothers in so long. One was in college and one was that. So it was kind of just also that reunite, re, re, reunite. Yeah. Yeah, just like getting to, I don't know, almost feel like kids again. Yeah. It's like, ooh, it's party. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, basically that was it. Um, okay. Enough about coronavirus. Yeah, get out. Yeah. We don't want to talk about you anymore. Um, before all of this happened, you and I also shared a similar thing because, you know, that's just, that's our dynamic. That's our flow. I went to Canada in December and then you went to Canada and you went to the exact same place I went and I just thought that was fascinating because I was like oh my gosh of all people the next person to go to Canada and go to exactly where I was is Jordan so you were there as you mentioned you had a research uh, conference yes a conference and what did what did you think so for those who didn't listen first of all I, if you have not listened to any episode or watched anything, um, I went to Calgary for my birthday and I went to Banff and Jordan went to Banff in March for this conference. So what did you think? What are your thoughts on Banff? Um, it was absolutely beautiful. We stayed in, so yeah, I was there for this big Keystone Symposium, which is like a, a pretty cool conference with just like a bunch of people from all over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we stayed in this like the fanciest of hotels. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Like it looked like a magic castle in the like winter time. Oh my goodness. Phenomenal. Yeah. So I thought like first that was just amazing. I mean, the, so we were there from, we arrived on Sunday night. Really, it was like Monday morning. Um, (laughs) We we got there Sunday night, and the conference was from Sunday to Thursday. So during that time, I didn't have a lot of time to explore um, because we were just in the conference, like in talks or poster sessions from like sunup to sundown. And the only time we would get out to go anywhere was to um, eat like lunch downtown. And that was like cute just like a cute little touristy spot mm-hmm. but then the second the like weekend so friday saturday and a little bit of sunday we took the me and my co-workers that went we went and um like just took vacation days just to hang out before we flew back and it was so pretty it was just gorgeous i don't know the snow there was magical isn't snow it in yes. I was like <laughs> <laughs> but like snow in Canada, specifically Banff, and um, we also stayed in where else was it? Canmore, I think is where we yes, stayed. Yes, Canmore. It was like right next to it. Um, mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Just like the mountains were so big, I couldn't even process how large they were. Yes. Um. Yeah, I don't know. There was just like beautiful like lakes that were frozen over. Yes, I went to the, the what is it? Lake Louise. Lake Louise. Yeah. Isn't that place just mesmerizing? I couldn't even... Pro- like, it was so cool. I want to go back in a warm month. Me so too. Like, uh, because it was so beautiful. I mean, yeah. at least it's like one spot where it the water... Like, if you looked at pictures, you know it's supposed to be a lake. It is completely frozen over. 
just a winter wonderland and you could just like walk on out there yeah. and not feel like scared but they had an ice castle literally yes. made out of ice blocks yes. like what is this it's like, fascinating insane yeah did you walk through the ice castle yeah okay yeah, yeah i did that so too beautiful. and i was like oh, what <laughs> it was just amazing and beautiful Ugh, i loved it and the people were so nice there yes. i don't know i agree People were very nice. Very hospitable people over there. It was great. But I just thought that was so cool that, like, of all places to go, we have an experience that we weren't together, but we both saw the same things within a few months. And I was just like, ah, someone knows the beauty that I saw. It's so crazy. Like, I want to go back just every day. It was so great. How far or like how long of the flight was that from Iowa because I know y'all I mean y'all are definitely closer than Texas <laughs> um, one would think we are technically distance wise closer but we we did a we had a layover um and so I think our layover was in Colorado maybe oh wow <laughs> so we flew down, down and then back up and I was, I was like I mean okay so it was I don't even know. I feel like it was maybe five-hour flight days okay. or maybe longer. I don't yeah. I honestly have repressed those memories because it was <laughs> it's so long ago. The flights were so full and it was just like, you know, you we were just excited to go yes. and then to get back. So, yeah. But I know we didn't fly straight there. We had to do a layover. Mm-hmm. Um, the airport that's right next to us is like teeny <laughs> so, so it has like minimal flights oh, in like big gotcha. cities so Dang. yeah yeah I've done a flight like that where it's like you go complete opposite of where you know where you need to go before you go we were flying to Puerto Rico one year <clears throat> excuse me and we flew from where were we living I think we were living in San Antonio but we flew from San Antonio up to Connecticut, and then down to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Literally what? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's because, <clears throat> excuse me, I think it's because we were on uh, the standby list for the airline, and so the only flight we could get on was the one going to Connecticut. And it was like a late, like a nighttime layover flight, so we wouldn't leave until the next morning. And so, luckily, we had family in Connecticut that we were able to stay with, but we were just like, this is ridiculous. We flew from San Antonio up to the north, like, a very north. Literally the most yes. north. And then down to Puerto Rico. Like, it was just insane. Those flights are crazy. No, they, like, don't. It doesn't make sense to me, but also I understand that that's yes. just how it's set up. It's just how it's got to flow. That's so good. Yeah, San Antonio to Connecticut. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, before we get to the final portion of the podcast, do you have any questions for me? I feel like I've been spitballing a lot. <laughs> hey, you know, we haven't talked to a lot. That is time. true. <laughs> um, I guess I do, yeah. Like, how... I know you said you're in grad school now, which, mm-hmm. congratulations. Thank you. Thank Welcome you. to the grad school club. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Very, very tight-knit group, you know? <laughs> um, What are you most, like, excited about? Or are you nervous for, like, what's to come with grad school? Um, 
I don't think I... I think I'm more excited than nervous because I've been waiting so long to do it. Because, I mean, ever since I graduated from Texas State, I've been like, yeah, I want to do grad school, but I eventually... Like, I don't want to go into it right away. I need a break. And my year break went from two years to three years, and now I'm back. But so with all of that building up, I think I'm more excited than nervous because I know what I want to do now. Like, a lot has changed as far as what I want to do from undergrad. Because when I graduated, I think one of the last things I told you was, like, or when we had a conversation about, like, our futures, it's like, oh, I'm going to study animals. I'm going to do marine biology. Like, that was it. Save the turtles. (laughs) Yes, I was going to save all the animals. And now I'm over here, like, saving the animals, but not in the way I thought I was going to be saving the animals. And so now I'm on the whole education, environmental education path, which... I think just that in of its in of itself is like what makes it more exciting for me because yeah. I'm actually like combining both of my loves into one type of career. I think nervousness comes at the end when I'm like need to figure out like job wise <laughs> what I'm gonna do entirely. Yeah. Uh, because again, I chose another type of program that like, you know, there's not a lot of money in it, but there's so much more fun in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so fun. Yeah. But I'm excited for, like, the types of classes I'm going to be taking. Um, I kind of mapped out and um, looked into, like, they gave me, um, uh, wow, I don't know words today. (laughs) They gave me, like, a planner of, like, all the classes and kind of when to time it out with my advisor and stuff. And so I mapped it out to where I'm not going to overwhelm myself by taking multiple classes, I'm going to take one class a semester so that I can actually retain the information because undergrad, man, those many classes, did I retain much? Not really. Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be serious. I'm going to do, take it at my own pace. Like the program I'm in, you could finish within 18 months of starting the program. Of course, yeah. But I'm not going to do that, of course, because I don't want to take that many courses at once. And so, like, right now, I'm taking one course, and it's environment and society, and it's looking at the relationship uh, between the environment and society, so, like, how society behaves in regards to, like, wanting to be sustainable or wanting to just think only about money and all that stuff, and also um, the, like, psychology of it all, because mm-hmm. that's what we've been doing this week, just, like, psychology. And the way it just flows, it's, like, weak, it's all online. We have, like, um, an optional Zoom meeting every week, and it's with a guest speaker talking about a topic related to what we are. So, like, the first week, we talked to a girl who was in Hawaii working on a migra- on a, um exotic bird in Hawaii and a reforestation project down there. So it's exposing me to a lot of different, like, areas. The school itself is in Minnesota. Yeah. So a lot of the people in the class, of course, are from the Midwest, Minnesota area. But there are a few from other states. So it's fun kind of seeing not only them talk about Minnesota, but all these people are bringing in aspects of where they're from. Like, there's a girl from South Carolina me and another girl here in San Antonio, which was crazy how that worked out. That yeah. we don't know each other, and we're both from we're both from the same area. Like she That's went to okay. school in the city I live in. 
That's so crazy. Yeah. And then there's a guy from New Orleans, and there's um, someone from Colorado. Like, there's people from all over. And it's just, the, I don't, I'm fascinated by the fact that, like, I'm at a school, I'm going to grad school online. And even though I'm not physically there, I'm still engaging with people that are from all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so, that is such a fun thing about grad school is that, like, usually, like, in undergrad at least, most everyone we went to school with was from Texas. Yes. <laughs> like, like there, there's no question about it. It's just, like, everyone was from Texas, even if it was, like, the farthest part of Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, most, like, I would say 95% of people are probably from Texas. Yes. In grad school, at least in my, so my cohort of students, none of us are from the same state. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I think maybe, maybe, like, two people from Iowa, but, yeah. like, everybody else is, like, from every single state. <laughs> Um, and it was crazy because, so when I was in the grad school process of interviewing, um, for grad schools, I went to a school up in, uh, New York, in Buffalo, New York. Um, great school, but you know, we chose Iowa as, yeah. we <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, while I was there, it was really funny because, so we were all lined up interviewing for this like program and we were about to go to dinner and so they were introducing us to like the, the faculty members and, they were like, oh, so we have some people from Texas. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. And then this guy raises his hand. And I was just like, <laughs> anyway, so, you know, fast forward to, like, later we go back to the hotel. And I was, like, talking to the guy. He's like, hey, yeah, where in te- like, where'd you go to undergrad? Or, or, like, where'd you go to school? And I was like, Texas State. He said, no way. I was doing my master's there. What? Like, yeah. And then we kept talking. And he said, yeah, I just interviewed at University of Iowa. He is also here. Oh my god! Yeah. He's in a different program, but, but I still see that's him. That's a I'm small like, world. I know. Wow. I mean, we're Facebook friends, but like, <laughs> um, it's just kind of funny because it's like, yeah, it, it's crazy how the world is so big, and yet, like, even like you said, you found someone that was from basically the same city, yeah, and going to the same school in Minnesota. Minnesota. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited about, like, what I'll be exposed to in the sense of, like, education and all that, and it's very, like, I, it was a very spontaneous, like, oh, I'm gonna apply, like, I've been thinking about this forever, I applied, and then within a week, I found out I got accepted, and then that next month, I was starting, like, full force, all in. It went fast, but the fact... Like, it was fast, but I had also been thinking about this whole grad school thing for the past year, that it was like, okay, yeah, we're doing this. We're going on it. And then, um, I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, it was weird how it also worked out, again, world being small, that, like, the university that I'm attending is in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh-huh. which, um, all once all this racial injustices and stuff started kind of really getting big because of George Floyd that happened in the Twin Cities that all of that happened in the same area as my university so like our start date had been pushed because a lot of the riots that were happening were right across the street from the university so it was weird that I was I was here in Texas I'm attending this school in university in Minnesota I'm getting all these safety notifications like how we used to get at Texas State like don't leave the area stay inside there's criminal activity happening like all of this and I'm just like what is going on and then it clicked in my head oh wait a second all the George Floyd stuff that was in Minnesota and so when we when the class started even the professor was like 
this class that we're having the environment and society it's very important or very pertinent to what's happening right now because we had the protest happening so we were talking about the protest and the effects of protest on the environment and all of that stuff and then of course there's always the environmental talk of like climate change and all that so we were like this class is so relevant to what's happening right now so we're able to bring in all aspects of today into the into the class so I think that's also something exciting where it's we're not looking at things from history that relate to the topic we're looking at things that are happening happening today to use in this class yeah and so yeah I'm excited about that it's the only class I'm taking right now which is a great load I don't know how I would be able to handle a full-time job plus multiple classes online and then in the fall I'm enrolled for two classes but they're each two credits and the way it's set up is like one class is the first half of the semester and then the other class starts in October Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Like, little safety programs. Yeah. And so yeah. that's the most I would take in this plan that I created myself for myself. I'll only take four credits every semester, which would okay. take me about three years to finish, which I'm like, that's okay with me as long as I'm learning and getting my education <laughs> and actually understanding what I'm doing, then we're good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for a lot of the classes. There's some classes that talk about like animal science and ways to teach about that um there's a summer class that talks about nature-based learning and nature-based schools and i'm just like ooh, i work at one i got this yeah (laughs) i work at one of the biggest ones in the nation i got it we're good That's so cool. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, it sounds exactly like what something you would be doing. Yeah. Like, with your involvement in heat back at Texas State, like, mm-hmm. it sounds like exactly what I would expect you yeah. to be doing. Yeah. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I know. I'm excited. And just to see, like, what comes out of all of it. Like, who knows in three years, like, what opportunities I'll have now that, or now. By that point, I'll have a master's degree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, like, all the connections that you're going to make along the way. That's like, it so sounds true. like even since they're, like, bringing in or Zooming in people yeah. that you can talk to, like, you know, that's just so many connections throughout your entire career Yeah, um, through grad school. So that's really awesome. Is there a research component? Like, do you have to, at some point... Yes. Um, at the end... Um, with like the last semester, the last year or so, um, there's a capstone thing you have to do and it's either a capstone project or a capstone thesis and you get to choose which one you want to do. As of right now, just starting, like what I've read about both, I think I would lean more towards the capstone project just because that's more trying to implement something, trying to find trying to do a study not necessarily writing like I like more of the hands-on things so I think I would lean more towards that um another cool thing about the classes or at least like the summer class that I'm in some of the people in this class this is their last semester like they're all they're working on their capstone and then some people like me and someone else this is our very first class we're taking so it's just also like interesting to see that dynamic as well the fact that there are people who are have already been in this program for so long and there are people who are just now starting yeah it seems like a really flexible program which is like really nice Mm -hmm. and it's a lot cheaper than i thought it was going to be i mean it's still expensive but it's cheaper than i thought it was going to be so (laughs) 
I'll take I'm it. Nothing. That's definitely <laughs> always a plus. Right? <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited that I get to join the grad school gang with you. It's pretty, yeah. it's pretty nice. We'll have to get shirts. Grad school gang. <laughs> grad school gang. <laughs> Coming soon. Honestly. <laughs> They'll be for sale. Like, lab shenanigans. <laughs> That's funny. All right, Jordan. Well, that brings us to the last segment of the podcast, which is the mug of questions. Dun, 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 dun. Um, <laughs> yeah. I make a new jingle every episode. Hey, I'm okay with this. Okay, Jordan, you will go yes. first. I'm mixing it. While I okay. mix it, pick a number between one and four. Uh, three. Okay. One, two, three. Okay, your question is... Okay, if you could be any Disney character, who would you be? Okay. <laughs> Wait, okay, hold on. This is a very interesting question. Okay. Does the Hamilton series now... Is that, is that considered Disney? On, it's on Disney Plus, <laughs> so I feel like it should be included. Okay, for the purposes of this question, and it seems like you want to use it Disney. as a... I mean, let's let's do two rounds, you know? Let's okay, do okay, classic okay. Disney, and then let's do if Hamilton... I mean, I would say it's part of the Disney universe now that it's on Disney+. Plus. Okay, but and I will offer yeah. this point of it. Like, most people probably wouldn't include it, so... <laughs> since they're, like, historical figures. Um, <laughs> I would say my favorite... Wait, wait, the favorite Disney character? No. Well, I mean, you can no. say your favorite, but it's if you could be any Disney oh, character. Oh, if I could be one. Okay, yes. okay. I would be... Hmm. I want to say it would be Moana. Okay. You know, she, I loved her story. She, like, her main point was to, like, heal the earth that, like, she was with. And it wasn't about, like, being somebody for something else. It was being something for herself. And I really loved that. And, you know... I love that answer, and that still technically ties you to Hamilton because Lin Manuel Miranda was in it, and also um, George Washington in Hamilton. He was Moana's dad's song, like singer, singer voice, and Philippa. I also heard Philippa did. She had a like a speaking role in Moana too. I just saw that recently. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that either. TikTok is teaching me a lot of things. Honestly, TikTok. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? Right? But, like, I believe it. <laughs> um, yeah. I think Moana definitely would be the person I would be in the Disney franchise. But if I were younger, I probably would have said, like, Ariel. Because I wanted to be a mermaid. <laughs> Honestly, I thought you were going to say Ariel just because of that one Halloween where we wore onesies oh, to our absolutely. Halloween party. You were Ariel? Oh, yeah. I really thinking, like, the practicalness yeah, of that love and talk. And true. on land, before she, like, got her voice back, she yeah. wasn't able to speak. And, like, I talked too much for that. So, like, I had to be realistic. <laughs> say, I could do Moana thing. You know, like, she's on her own for most yeah. of it. She doesn't need anybody. Same. I mean, true. So, yeah, true. I, I would say Moana. That's a good yeah. answer. That's a good answer. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, if, uh, if I could be any, um, hmm, 
I don't know. I mean, in a way, I would want to also be Moana. You can do that. We can be two Moanas. Let's just be two Moanas. Let's be exactly. the Moana sisters. It would make more sense for you because she's <laughs> all about, like, environmental. Yes, like, that too. But also, like, a part of me is, like, I would really want to be Lilo because just <laughs> Lilo just yes, lives her you life. Are Lilo. Like, I would be Lilo. I'll be the Lilo. You be Moana. We both be just, like, Polynesian, Hawaiian, beautiful people. We got this. Boom. All right. My question is... Wait, while you're drawing the question. Okay. um, If if Hamilton was a part of it, I would be Angelica Schuyler. Mmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I could see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I finally saw Hamilton, and I got to say, I loved it. It was great. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. Okay. My next question is actually one of my questions that was sent in when I asked people to send in questions. Yes. So this question comes from at Calypso Cruise, and she asked if I could live anywhere, expenses paid, where would it be and why? I, and I think I've said this many a times on the podcast, I, if expenses were paid, shoot, I would go live Australia, New Zealand, like, flights are expensive as hell to get over there, and if they gonna pay for that, I'm there, and also, (laughs) that's where I envision myself, like, retiring and just living my life, um, because of the amount of wildlife that's over there, and also, um, I went to a nature-based conference in 2018, yeah, when I first got my job, they sent me to a conference in Chicago, and I learned that there are so many nature-based education programs in Australia. There were so many people from Australia at this conference, and I was like, this is a sign I need to live there. So I think, yeah, if I could, all expenses paid, live somewhere, it would be Australia New Zealand. Um, you know, all expenses paid. I have two houses, one on New Zealand, one in Australia. Boom. There you go. Done. And that would be my answer. <laughs> Love that. <I'm> just... <laughs> huh. yeah. I mean, it makes sense, though. Like, the Irwins are there, you know? Yeah. Well, in Australia, at least. The Australia Zoo is there. Maybe yeah. I could help do some coral reef restoration. I mean, you, you know? know? <laughs> Global warming's happening. We gotta help save those coral reefs. We do. We really do. Yep. Alright. Your turn. Okay. Question one, or number one through four again. Uh, let's do two. Okay. One. Two. Do you speak any other languages? Oh, no. Sadly. (laughs) Sadly, no. I mean, I speak Disney (laughs) ease. Have you, I guess in this sense now, if you don't speak any other languages, have you tried to learn other languages? Or, like, have you ever had a time where you were just like, I want to learn this? Yes. Uh, I So I took Spanish back in high school, but I have tried since to, like, try to learn it. Mm-hmm. I just need to practice more. Um, but I would not say I speak Spanish. <laughs> For, for reasons. I don't, I don't think I can hold a conversation. Um, but additionally, I really want to learn ASL. I yes. think that is something that's really important that everyone should learn. Mm-hmm. Um, to, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I also want to learn. I knew a couple, like, words and phrases when I was in elementary school. 
because and this was when I lived in Maryland. Yes, when I lived in Maryland, we had a girl in our class who could not talk. She could only talk either with her machine. She would only res- she would be able to respond with her machine. Um, she had limited mobility in her hands. And so we would have to talk with her through sign language. So I learned sign language to be able to talk to her and so she could respond with her buttons and stuff. And so I knew a little bit back then and some of it still stayed. Like I know how to, at least from that time, I can sign like girl, boy, and then like cookie and water, alcohol. Those I learned in college. Yeah, I mean, those are important ones to keep in your back pocket. Um, But yeah, so I learned a little bit. And then like here and there, I've tried to like learn some things. I know how to sign my name. Good. So I've got that down. Um, I think there was a time, I think there was a website, I don't remember what it was called, maybe it was like Skillshare or something, but I was, I saw that there was a guy on there who had like videos to learn sign language, and so if I find it, I'll send it to you, because I was just like, I could just say, oh, I found it when I was working from home, and we had to like do trainings, and my boss was like, honestly, if you tried to learn a new language, that counts as a training. You just got to clock your hours for it. And I was like, cool, let me try yeah, to learn some language. And so in the, I took French in high school, mm-hmm. only took it in high school. And then I think recently I downloaded Duolingo after yes. I watched a Netflix show that was from Brazil. So they only spoke in Portuguese that inspired me to want to learn Portuguese. <laughs> You know, that's how it happens. Yeah. I, I think I really got into sign language when I watched Switched at Birth. Oh my gosh, yes, yes, <laughs> Because I, agree. I just, I, well, I, I mean, I'd always been fascinated by it, but I think been watching Switched at Birth um, on, what was it, ABC Family yes. Reform, uh, that it was just so cool to see that culture, mm-hmm. and I know that the culture is just, there's so much more that I don't even, like, yeah. understand, but I... You know, that's something easy to make more people feel included in this world. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely something I want to yeah. learn. And... I think that sounds like a fun one. All right, last question. <laughs> crayons or colored pencils? I would personally have to say crayons. I don't know. There's just, like, a nostalgia to it, and also I still own coloring books because, like, child coloring books because they're just a great de-stressor, and then I have my little, like, bucket of, like, crayons at my desk all the time. I can, like, smell that image. Right? Of those crayons. Like, I know exactly what smell it makes. It's complete nostalgia, and then there was a time, um... One of my best friends, since I moved to Texas, uh, me and her, we always hit it off and we always loved coloring books and we always, like, gave each other coloring books as gifts. And then when she moved to Illinois, we would still send each other packages and stuff. And one of the years, a package she sent me, I think for Christmas or for my birthday, was a coloring book and, like, glitter crayons. Oh my and I God. remember thinking, like, I'm a full-fledged teenager, but this is the best present ever. <laughs> Honestly, it is the best. Yeah. Even now, like, as an adult, it's still just, like, fun. Yeah. 
it's there's something so peaceful about it there is i don't know i want a crayon person like i know crayons they are very nostalgic yes but i like the precision of a like colored mm. pencil yeah <laughs> because crayons they make like the little like white parts in yeah it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i yeah. want you filled in all the way yeah like that's why i'm coloring it <laughs> I don't want that like weird vanilla <laughs> white color behind it. No, thank you. But that just has some of personality. So. <laughs> That's so funny. But it is just nice. Like no matter what we use, like it does just bring peace, a peacefulness. I remember when I was working from home, we had one of our like a bajillion Zoom meetings in the week. And I was, I just had hit a wall and I was just like not feeling it. And I was like, I gotta be on this call. And I like pushed my camera over back and I made space for my, one of my coloring books. And I just grabbed my bucket of crayons. And as I'm listening to these people, I'm just coloring in and I'm like, so zen. Do I remember anything said? No, but I was so peaced out and just like chilled. It was great. I was high off of crayons and it was great. Sounds like fun, honestly. It sounds ideal. <laughs> yeah. Why not? All right. Well, Jordan, so. that brings us to the end of the podcast. I'm so sad. I know. This was a great chat. Like, I needed this so much, not only to catch up with you, but also just in the podcast world. Like, I needed this because I was in a lull, and I'm glad to finally be in it again, talking to people, interviewing people. And so, thank you so much for being, like, essentially my first guest back, in a way, since all this coronavirus stuff started. And You're I just welcome. Appreciate but also, that. thank you for having oh. me. It was really fun. <laughs> of course. I'm glad you could join. I, I missed this dynamic that we had, you know? I know. <laughs> like, no time had passed. I know. It's crazy. But, again, that brings us to the end. Thank you for coming on. Do you have any final words before I bid us adieu? Um, yes, I will just, as your local immunologist, (laughs) I would just encourage everyone to just keep heeding the warnings and make sure you're washing your hands and wear a mask because we're all in this together, like High School Musical once said, Mm -hmm. Um, and we do want to make sure that we keep not only ourselves safe, but everybody else safe, so that's what I will leave everyone with. Well, thank you so much. Um, As Jordan says, be safe, mask up. Um, Also, don't forget, like, register to vote if you're not registered. Get on that. I was never someone who was about politics, and I registered to vote last year, and I got myself situated, and I've been voting every time there was a time to vote this year so that I could make my voice heard in the smallest way possible. And it's not that bad going in person to vote. They are taking a lot of safety precautions. I was in and out, felt very safe. Here in Texas, they give you like a little finger cut or a glove. So like, do what you need to do to stay safe. But yes, mask up, vote, all of the things. Thank y'all for listening. Y'all can listen to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I discovered the other day I'm on another podcast website. So, boom, there you go. More things to listen, more ways to listen to me. Uh, you can follow me. All my links are in the description at curlyheadedcutieeileen. Um, other than that, I think that's it. I will talk to y'all later. Bye.